And from 2004 to 2009, I probably performed six times a week every... Maybe I took off one or two weeks, but I performed open mic to polish my, my stuff, man. And uh, it even there were even times where I paid, you know, people think that it's easy to go on the road and tour. I paid, I would work a day job and pay to fly myself to different states to do their open mic. Mm. It's like an audition or an interview. Wow. I paid out of pocket. I didn't get paid to do three minutes in front. But they, and you do this three, four, five, six times over the course of the year, build that relationship with each state, each club, and then they book me. Right. So these are things that message. Right, <laughs> That's a grind right there. These are things that people don't see when they be like, "Oh, I'm gonna just get up there and kill the stage." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And man, I I took some hits. Yeah. You know, I did some motorcycle bars that I probably should have been in and <laughs> pissed off some people yeah, that yeah, I probably yeah, should have nah, pissed nah, off. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, but let's not zoom past that. I want to hear that story. So when you were in this motorcycle bar, right. And you pissed off some people. Tell me that, so What happened? You told the wrong joke? Yeah, that was scary. Um, I was telling the joke, and I don't remember what the joke was because I was drinking. That that really was bad. But yeah. I was in South Texas. I can't remember. Brownsville, Texas, which is kind of... If you black, you probably don't want to be there after yeah. 7 p.m. Yeah. So, it's not uh, too brown over there. Ain't nothing brown in Brownsville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, the, you know, so... Um, I said something on stage. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was coming from California. And I might have said something like maybe uh, the good thing about California uh, versus Texas is uh, they don't mistake black people for wildlife and get a, get away with it when they're hunting. They're hunters, I said hunters don't mistake black people for wildlife and get away with it. And it was a motorcycle gang in there. And when I said mm -hmm. that, he was like, "Well, that's kind of racist." And me being a comedian, I said, I'm not racist. I said, some of my best friends are black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he had to chew in his mouth like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? You got a problem with white people? I said, no, not as long as they leaving. And then it escalated oh from there. So they waiting on me outside of the, the bar. Like oh they, my God. You got the Sons of Anarchy. The, whatever they would. Yeah. Hey, yeah. See, you joking, but it was a Harley game. It was one of those people that, yeah. that really don't care about us. And yeah. it's the wild, wild west in the Texas. So they the rules ain't the same. Mm -hmm. So uh, I stretched out that show, man, because I knew they was out there waiting on me. The owner comes to me. He's shaking. He's a little scary, man. He's like, um, hey, man, here's your money, man. Um you might want to see if there's somebody that can come down here and pick you up because I'm gonna. My wife needs me at home. He, oh, wasn't, yeah, he didn't want no yeah, parts yeah. of it. <laughs> so I look around and ain't nobody there but me and the bartender, and he too old to hear what's going on, so he don't know that he in danger too. So I'm like, at what point are they gonna come shoot this place up or whatever they gonna do? Drag me outside, right, right, right. tar and feather me. I don't know, but I guess they waited, and what ended up happening was the bartender, his son. Heard about what happened, so he rushed up there and he took me out of a side door. Mm. I, I like, and I guess they saw us as we were driving off, and they just let us go. Oh wow! But they was waiting outside for me. Wow! That was probably the scariest. Hey, well, that's, that's that sounds like good comedy to me. You got a reaction? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. So, so it sounds like you know I respect that so much. That that grind of. Working the nine to five to pay your flight to go do open mic. That's you basically started your own tour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying by doing that, and it's like 
that is available to everyone. But Anybody so can many, do it. Yeah, but there's so many struggling artists that don't really take advantage of that grind because it seems, I guess, that, I guess putting more forth the effort to do that, mm -hmm. they just don't do. But, mm -hmm. And they decide to stay struggling. But mm -hmm. they have the power already. Mm -hmm. All they got to do is decide. And yeah. that's, that, that's awesome, man. I took my hat off to you because I didn't even do that. I was kind of more focused on my local area mm -hmm. when, in Florida when I was doing my thing out there. But now that's what's up, man. So, uh, so how did writing get into coming to play? The writing, the TV writing. Well, not even the TV, just writing in general, in general before you got to TV. I've always written, as a comedian, we write jokes. Mm. Um, some of them say they don't, but uh, right. we write. Yeah. Um, and the TV and the movie writing, um, I would be, I'll be faking it. I wouldn't be true to the game if I didn't speak up and say, um, well, first of all, I, I used to do, I had a sketch group uh, in 2005. Uh, I think it was called uh, The Color Funny. Okay. Uh, this is when MySpace was big. Mm -hmm. uh, we ended up going viral. We were like one of the first people to go viral in 2005. There was no such thing really as viral, but we had millions of hits. We had, our videos were like blown up. Mm -hmm. And MySpace gave us a deal where we were on the front page of MySpace. And um, I just they said, okay, you write 10 sketches over this amount of time, we'll pay you this amount of money, and they'll be featured on the MySpace front page. Mm. That was the first deal. I think I probably got like $1,200 a month or something. It was horrible. Mm. But that let me know that there was money in writing. And I kept doing sketches. It kind of snowballed. And the way I broke into the, the industry industry was uh, – I. Omar Gooding. Okay. You know, um, shout out to Omar Gooding, man. Like, because I worked with him on a movie called The Candy Shop, um, okay. a co-star, co I guess you could say. And he and I have the same type of comedic energy. Mm -hmm. So we can feed off each other really well, just naturally. And he picked that up. And after the movie, I, we know we stayed in contact. And then he let me do some stuff on one of his albums, like a little skit. He just let me do little stuff because he, he believed in me. Right. And then when he got the show Family Time, when they gave him that show, he called me and brought me on board and was like, hey, man, you know, come do your thing on set as a punch-up writer. Oh, so you and didn't even know Bentley? You didn't know about Harvest? I knew nothing. Bentley, okay. but I didn't have an end with Bentley. I mean, you know, Bentley's always cool. He'll let you come. Bentley's just like that. He's an open type of person. He'll let you come in and work. But uh, Omar brought me in as a punch-up writer, man, and I took that opportunity, and I said, you know what, I'm going to maximize this. And every That's when I really got serious, because mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I could really... The next thing you know, they was like, hey, won't you help write on the episode? Cool, now I got a writing credit on the TV episode. Right. And that turned into, why don't you write your own episode? Okay, help produce. And now Bentley's letting me shadow him to become... I don't know if I want to be... A director? Maybe, I don't know, I never say never, but... It's so much work that Bentley does. There's so much that he does and that people don't see. And the man rarely sleeps. I don't know what keeps him up. I've seen him go, you know, almost six weeks in a row, probably one, two hours of sleep, and he's on his feet all day, every shot. I, a writer, I can take scenes off. He don't take no scenes off. Mm -hmm. And But I get to shadow him, and I learn, and I soak up so much. Mm -hmm. So... To Bentley answer, Kyle Evans. Bentley by the Kyle way. Evans Shout out to Martin, Jamie Foxx show, yeah. all this stuff. I need you on my show, Bentley. Yeah, Stop man. playing with me. Come through BKE. <laughs> but but the, the man is so driven and so naturally talented and he's so giving. Like so I can't Yeah, you show me a lot of love. I can't say nothing about myself without giving these brothers credit because these brothers are the ones that, that showed me love and took me in and, and we don't always do that for each other. 
Unfortunately. Like, we'll get our little stuff and be like, oh, I'm, get yours. Yeah. But they, they didn't have to. Omar could have called anybody. You know, Omar Gooding. You know, yeah. like, he could have called anybody, but whatever, I guess, God put it on his heart, and he hit me up, and it changed my life, man. 